what does it mean to have dreams? Um, what if I don't have any? And, and what does God have to do with it? I mean, really, that just sort of are the three questions we need to think about. Um, because in, in this whole thing of dreams or, or goals or desires or passions for our purposes, I realize those are all different words, but for our purposes, a spirit of, of, of which are, are similar there, um, we need to talk about that. So what does it mean to have dreams? And, and it, you know, that's a real simple thing, a real simple concept that I'm trying to relay here. It might be for you that you just you have this dream, you just want to be the most successful business person ever. You know, maybe, is that for the money? Well, certainly nothing wrong with wanting to make money. Um, Bible tells us something wrong when we love the money, but uh, particularly if we want to make money to use it for the right stuff and the right things and to help others and so forth. Uh, maybe it's sales. I want to be just a, a really, I, I've had this dream, I won't be a, I've known people like that. I, I love being with people and I want to be a, I just have this dream of being a salesperson, making my living that way and doing what I can, helping. Um, might be, it might be something different. I want, I want to be just a really good, prudent head, hedge fund manager. Or, or I, want to be a, I want to be Mr. Wall Street or Mrs. Wall Street and, or Ms. Wall Street and be just a really good investment banker and, and known in my circles, not necessarily to be famous, but known in my circles as, as that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a good guy or lady. That's a, that's a, that person is a quality individual. And, uh, you know, and, and they, you know, maybe it's artists. Here's the thing with artists. Um, and that is, here's what I like. We have a few artists, as you know, and um, it's always interesting because they're very, they're very, you know, present about their dream. It's very clear. Here's the thing about artists. Think about this in your line of work. How would you feel if you got turned down for eighty percent of the jobs you applied for? Um, and that's probably a pretty accurate figure, uh, maybe higher. I don't know. Um, so you know, when, when you when you think about that whole thing, and yet they have this dream. Now, that you can kind of get your arms around and get your mind around that for them. Yours may not be quite as clearly as defined. That's okay. I just want you to think about it from your perspective. Um, it might be to be an artist. It might be to be a teacher. You really want to have that input in young people's lives. You really want to have that input and, and shape and mold these young lives. God bless you. We need more of you, you know. Um, you know what? It might, be, it might be a dream to raise children uh, that will be contributing members of, of society and that they're going to make a difference in the world. Praise, you know, thank God for people like that. There's an old saying, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. There's an awful lot of truth to that, I believe. So my point is this. Our dreams can look many different ways and they can have many different faces. And for some, it's going to mean a lot of money. For some, it's not, it may not mean a lot of money. For, but, but the issue is this, and I, I think it's very clear. When you dream something, when you have a, a passion for something, I believe at the root of that passion is, is, to, is to do or to be something significant. And I believe that's a God thing. A person may not recognize that as a God thing, but that's a God thing. And it may be the type of profession that very few people will recognize your effectiveness. Maybe no one. But again, that shouldn't define your dream. 
Your dream is something that's internal, that's, that's a God-given thing. Some people would say, well, I just, there are people who are very you know, passionate and, and are very goal-driven and, and have these dreams, and they say, well, that, that's not God, that's just me. Well, I would, I would differ with that. I would say, I believe that's a God thing, whether you want to recognize that or not. So that's the first thing. What does it mean to have dreams? It means a lot of different things. I'm going to, in a minute, give you a couple of different people, who, two different people in my life that I've known over the years that, that uh, um, kind of define that for us. So hold on for that. Second question really is, what if I don't have any dreams? I realize that in a, in a crowd like we have in, in any of the three services today, there will be people here who will say, well, you know, that's great, Rich. I really like what you said, but I don't really have any dreams. And I would say to you, let's stop about, let's stop and think about that a minute, all right? Because first thing is, you know, there's always the semantics of it. Um, well, maybe I, you know, maybe you really do, and you haven't thought about it quite like that. That it, this is the, this is really what I want. I'm living the dream, you know, like the doctor in the film club. Hey, it would have been a shame if I hadn't been able to be a doc, if I'd been a doctor for thirty seconds or five minutes or whatever it was. Um, Sometimes our dreams are changing and sometimes they're forming because of different things going on in our life. Sometimes life throws us a few things that we, we have to just put everything on hold. That might be to raise a family. That might be something more tragic. Uh, that's not tragic. That might be something very tragic. I have people in my life right now who are one who's dealing with a life-threatening disease. One who just, or a couple who just lost everything they own in a fire. Um, and uh, so it's, 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 that, it's that type of a thing where you're, you're like, okay, my dreams might kind of get put on hold here for a minute, or, or they may end up taking a different shape or a different form. And, and if that's the case, then that's, that's so be it. So um, here's the point that I want you to see. It may look different in different individuals, this whole thing of dreams. And maybe you've never really put your, 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 your words to it. This is my dream. I hope you'll think about doing that. And I hope, you know, you say, well, you know what, I, I understand that, but I still don't know this. You know what, maybe it's something you should pray about. Maybe it's something you should talk to others around you about and that, that can speak into your lives and they, they know who you are and they know wh- who, where you're gifted and, and so forth. But to kind of help you clarify that a little bit. And, and, and let me just add one other thing to this. This is from personal experience. Sometimes it takes time to figure that out too. I mean, to, to really stop. And sometimes it takes, it takes time to step away from something. Now, this happened to me. Well, you step away from something and I took a break um, um, as a pastor for about three years after I left Vail. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Um, and um, I was um, done. And I, was, I was enjoying what I was doing. I was working in D.C. and on, uh, was some, doing some stuff in Russia with uh, some orphanages, really doing some, some significant stuff, and really, I, I really enjoyed that. But then when I started going back and speaking in churches, I was like, this is really what I want to do. This is what God made me to do be able to communicate the Bible and be able to communicate God's love. This is, I love doing this. And it really, I was, I was freaking 50 years old, you know? Um, so, you know, those of you, who, those of you who in your 20s or 30s who are struggling with this, don't worry about it, you know? Just keep growing up, you know? Funny thing about growing up, I've struggled with growing up all my life. Now I got to start my growing old. How does that work, huh? How does that work? I, I, been trying to grow up all my life, and now I'm thinking, hey, somebody says you're, f- I had a birthday this week, you're 58? I'm like, 
I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, and then, and, then, and then we did this thing. We usually do this thing for staff where we always go out to take, we go out to a lunch after a staff meeting for whoever has a birthday because of circumstances in our staff. Everybody's doing this, everybody's doing that. We just haven't been able to do that. And Clay says, well, we, we may not, we, I don't know when we're going to get that. And I said, maybe we skip a year and that, that way we don't, we just, it just doesn't count that way. You know, I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. No problems here. So anyway, um, it might take time. But it's not going to happen without really trying to get connected to yourself and who you are, and that's what I'm going to show you in the Bible, and God. I really believe that. Some would disagree, but I don't care. Okay? Um, So I'm going to show you that. Um, What does God have to do with it? Let me take you, and let me just say that he creates our dreams. He, um, He gives us the gifting to follow our dreams. Um, he, he gives us the ability to fulfill our dreams. And you know what? Sometimes he changes our dreams. And that's a real good thing. And I'm going to show you that in the Bible in a couple of minutes. All right? I want to take you right now to Romans chapter 8. This is just so good because the question is, what does God have to do with it? The, the simple answer is everything. Everything. And I'm going to show you that from Romans chapter 8. And by the you know... Again, this, this could look many different ways. I'm going to show you that. Here we go, Romans 8, verse 9. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, he's talking here to the believer in Christ. Okay, and I'm using a, a different paraphrase. That I, don't, I use it sometimes, but not a lot, the message. Um, if God himself has taken up residence in your life, and it's an assumed first, it, it, it's in a, sort of a rhetorical, he has, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him in whom we, he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, that's me, that's you, that's all of us, you yourself experience life in God's terms. We're talking about life in God's terms. Now watch this, next verse, one verse. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you and does, uh, and he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life, which was, which with his spirit living in you, your body, I like this part, with his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ's. Okay? Here's the issue here. This is important. Christ came to deliver you from the dead life. He says that, that second to the last line is, when God lives and breathes in you as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. It's a dead life. Dead life would be a life that's simply about me. You know people like that, don't you? It's all about me. Everything's about me. And if things don't work well with me, I'm not happy, and I'm going to complain. And, uh, you know, they become critical, they become negative. It's all about me. You know what? Here's here's what the Bible is saying. Jesus came to save us from that crap because that's what it is. Nobody likes that. I'm not just talking about God. No, people too. Nobody likes that. Christ came to save us from that that stuff. You know, that dead life where it's just all got to be about me. Christ came to... 
Christ came to save, you know, save us from that dead life. That's um, all about what I can see and what I can feel and what I can touch, um, just for the moment. You know, it, it's just that's why that's why Christ came. When God lives and breathes in you, you are delivered from that dead life. That's what He's telling us here. Christ came to make your spirit alive to your Creator. That's what's important here. So you can see when that happens, when my spirit comes alive to my Creator, becomes that, that restoration begins to take place, and it's a process. All kinds of fun stuff happens. As, you know, in, in some ways, I don't, I don't want to. I'm not a psychologist, and I don't, don't want to sound like I'm quoting one here. But I mean, you, you, it gives you the ability. It's not a, everybody does it, but I believe when one has a relationship with his or her Creator, it gives you the ability to get in touch with yourself, like you like you can't like you can't any other way. Um, keep reading here. So don't, don't, so don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing to it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's Spirit beckons. I like that. There are things to do. That's why I chose this translation. There are things to do, places to go. Come on. You know, there's some passion here. Get some, get some, get some dreams here. That's what he's saying. Now watch this last verse, last two verses. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. Here we go, my favorite phrase, the way he does this. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with childlike faith. What's next, Papa? In your King James Bibles, it would read, Abba, Father, term of endearment. God's Spirit touches our spirits. He confirms who we really are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, father and children. Listen, God wants His children to live adventurously expectant lives. He wants that. I love that, adventurously expectant. That means, that means we smile at the future. You say, well, how does that work? How about your friends, the ones that just lost everything they own in a fire in Oklahoma? Can they live adventurously expectant life? How about your friend that's staring down the barrel of a life-threatening disease today? How about that person? Can they, can they embrace life with adventurously expectant lives? Yes, they can. I, and I'm not saying that they go about that gleefully or that they go about that just some sort of, oh, hey, great, this is good. No, that doesn't mean there aren't heartbreaking things you have to deal with. But at the end of the day, there is, there is trust and there is faith in God Almighty, in Christ. So when those heartbreaks come, some big, some medium, some not that big, but they're still heartbreaks, minor annoyances, I call them. When those things come, you know, God's not saying here, oh, just, oh, everything's right, it's going to be. No, it's not. But you know what? I have a general worldview of, 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 in his words, adventurously expectant living because I'm trusting in an almighty God. And not just in what I can see, what I can hear, what I can feel, what I can touch. It means we smile at the future. It means that we live, some of you are going to beat me up on this one. Uh, it means that we live with a degree of optimism. Now, some of you who know me well are going to say it's easy for you to say because you are an optimistic guy, and I am. That's not what I'm talking about. 
I, there are people who are, are, who are far from anything that you would classify in personality as, 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 as optimist who still understand what it means to live with a level or a degree of optimism, not because of who they are, not because of how things are going to work out or not work out, but because of whom they trust in. And that's God. That's, that's why all of us can live. Not, I'm not talking about a personality, but all of us can live with a, with a degree of optimism. Because we read the end of the book. <laughs> God wins, you know, and his people. You know, it's what it is. Um, so what does God have to do with it? God wants you to have dreams and desires and to pursue them for three reasons. Three reasons. One, because that's how the world has changed. That's how people are fulfilled. And that's one of the ways that God is honored. The Bible tells us this in Psalms. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord. Watch this. He will give you your heart's desires. There's a little catchphrase in there. It's not in there, but I'll tell you what it is. Sometimes he changes your desires. You know? Classic example. I've had many examples of that in my life, but one that still haunts me to this day. It was like almost 30 years ago. And I was finishing up my, my, my degree work for theology and Bible. And it was, it was just outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And I actually made this statement. I said, for me to take a church, and I was looking at that time for my first church to serve in as pastor. And I, I was young and stupid. And I said, for God to, 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 to get to, for, I said, for me to stay and pastor a church in Birmingham, Alabama, God would have to call me on the telephone. <laughs> you believe I said that? <laughs> Guess what happened? <laughs> I, I, I accepted a church for, for, for eight years in Birmingham, Alabama. And, and after I took that call, so to speak, not phone call, but after, after the church called me, um, my brother-in-law called me on the telephone. Rich, this is God, you know? LAUGHTER <laughs> Because um, I had made a big decision. You know, it's amazing. But, you know, that was the, my greatest desire at that time. That's what I wanted to do. I really wanted to do that. What new? Because I had to. I, want, I really wanted to do that. God sometimes changes our desires. And that's a great thing. Let me give you this real quick. Um, before I do, God creates us with dreams. He gives us the gifting to follow our dreams. He gives us the ability for, to fulfill our dreams. And sometimes He changes our dreams. Two people, tale of two, tale of two, not cities, but two people. People that I've known, and you know, you've known them, not, maybe not them individually, but people just like them. One, I'm just a good, just a good person, you know, working stiff, never made a whole lot of money, did okay, you know, and, and, and just one of, those, one of those people just always working around the church, and not just our church, but other places, ministry stuff, you know, soup kitchen, wherever, wherever they could help out. They were, they were always there. And one day we're having lunch and I said, hey, well, tell me about your life. And he says, I'm living the dream, man. This is what I've been dreaming about all my life, to have the ability. I mean, and this, you know, he didn't make millions on Wall Street. I doubt that he was worth over a half million. I doubt that he was worth half that. He says, this is just what I, so I always wanted to do. Is, I just love what I do. I love, you know, he'd help us, at, you know, doing stuff with the church, just here and there, fixing up, setting up, tearing down, you know, building up. He said, this, this, I'm living the dream. This is, this is my deal. 
And I said, God bless you. And then I got to tell you, person B. And he, he, he is a mover and a shaker. I've known a few she's too. Mover and a shaker. Making things happen. Boom. Putting deals together. Worth a lot of money. Making a lot of money. Intention. This was, I, knew I'm, I know I'm going to spend some time away from home, but I, this, is, this is what I want to do. This is how, this is how I'm going to make a difference in life in, in, in some way. And, 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 and he's moving and shaking and gone. Boom, boom, boom. And it's happening for him. Had that conversation. How are you doing with this? He says, I'm living my dream, man. I'm living my dream. Counted the cost, and this is what I want to do, and I'm able to do some things that I've been able to do. I've been wanting to give some things that I wanted to do. This is what I'm doing. My point is this. God bless him. Because here are two very different faces, two very different gift packages, if you want to call them that, and yet both are very blessed by God. Now, I don't know where you fall into that. Maybe it's some kind of a unique thing. It's okay. But here's my challenge to you. I want you to think about that. I want you to talk about that, if you haven't, with those closest to you. And I'm going to ask you one other thing. And you know, you know, this is coming. I'm your pastor. I have to do. I, I don't. Ha- I have to do this, but I really want to do this. And that is, I want you to pray about it. Because, I, because the one, one, of the, the one thing I want you to see is God does care. He has everything to do about this. We don't say, okay, we have our God stuff here. We put all this other stuff on the shelf. He cares about the whole package, and He cares about your fulfillment with your dreams and your passions, and and maybe some things that you've put on hold for a long time. He cares about that. And he wants you to pursue that in any way that you can and however that might look to you. So there you go. Pray about it. And I'll begin by praying for us right now. Okay? Lord, this is important stuff. And, you, and, and I've been speaking to people uh, this morning and I have no idea what some people are going through right now, possibly even with a, with a mental discussion with you. But I pray for each one of us. I pray for we, we would rethink, maybe realign, uh, and maybe rededicate ourselves to something that, that, that we've thought about before or maybe for the first time. I pray, God, that we would understand that, that being a person of faith in Christ only connects us and gives us the ability of finding the, the passion and the dreams that you have put into our lives. And the journey begins. I pray that each one of us would be able to do that. We thank you for your love and for your grace and that Jesus came to give us the ability to have life in you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.